This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Bam! Welcome to another episode of Making Shift Happen. I just came in really hot on my intro. I apologize if I blew out your eardrums. But today, we're talking about why you lack consistency. All right, consistency, as you might already know, because I say it ad nauseum and on repeat, as does really everyone in the fitness industry and the health health industry. But consistency is key. And, you know, but even though it's 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 really necessary for progress, why the hell is it so damn hard to be consistent? Oh, we're going to explore that today. What I find this time of year is that motivation and consistency can go way down. And I feel you, you know, sometimes it can be an ebb and a flow for me as well. And I'm a damn coach. Like I do this for a living. I know what is up, but still it is difficult. It's hard. And sure, it could be the weather, like I talked about, you know, in previous episode with Coach Coach Kate. But it can also be much deeper than that. So let's explore this together. And by the way, if you want to catch that interview that I did with Coach Kate uh, a few episodes ago, I will link that in the show notes. So check that out. We're talking all about winterizing ourselves and and just you know how to how to kind of go with the ebb and the flow of seasonality and things like that. All right. So let's dive in. First of all. You know, what are your goals for working out or riding or training or whatever the heck you're doing, you know, for whatever reason, seriously, what are your goals? It's, it's likely that your goals aren't necessarily clear or they're truly not your goals. This is something that I see quite often, you know, they're, they're all too often I'll have clients come to me, especially when they're starting out in the beginning. And I feel like their main goal, it it might almost just feel like it's what they need, you know, what, what they feel like society wants them to follow and 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 then it's the issue is is that their their goal is not aligning with truly what they want it's just kind of in line with these bs societal expectations and you know the drill you've heard this before like hey you know you should be smaller and tinier and have less body fat and 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 you should fit into these little tights and you should be an extra small or a small, or you should be the same size that you are when you were in high school 20, 30, 40 years ago, blah, 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 blah. You've heard these before. And, the, and these are valid, you know, but they're definitely not absolute. And maybe they don't truly resonate with you. And, and there are intrinsic and extrinsic goals and motivations here. And intrinsic goals will often be much more motivating than changing an external element like a smaller waist or bigger quads or shoulders. Although I will say having some bigger quads, especially as a cyclist is pretty cool. Um, you know, being quadzilla on the trail. Awesome. Feels good. You can feel the power, but make sure your goals are your own. And, and speaking of goals, maybe you don't know, know your why you've heard me talk about the why before I'll link that in the show notes as well. But what are your goals and why are you wanting to show up for them regularly? In, in coaching and research, we often recommend doing the five whys exercise. So, so let me explain it a little bit. And this will probably be linked in that, in that episode from earlier. I did that episode quite a while ago, so I just I can't remember. But this is a common theme in coaching. 
the five whys exercise gives you a basic statement, you know, like, Hey, I want to do this because like, this is my goal, right? Why is that your goal? Great. Dive a little bit deeper. Then ask it again. Why is that? You know, keep asking why, 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 why? You're going to be kind of like an annoying little five-year-old or toddler, right? Trying to explore the world. But instead you're exploring yourself and you're really trying to dive deep into the core reasons of your why and your, your goal that you have in mind. And that's, what's really cool about this is it's such a simple exercise and it can be slightly annoying because you do keep kind of peeling back each layer of that onion, but it's really important because then you can get to the meat of it. All right. So ask yourself why get to the core reason why third, you need to reflect more. And, and reflecting is one of the hardest things to do. So checking into discovering the underlying reason behind your inconsistency, you know, seriously, really, really dive deep. There is most likely an underlying reason here. So we have to do some root cause analysis, right? And and yes, yes, I did just say root cause analysis. It's a term, you know, if you're even in engineering, I think they might use it, but it's a term that I used historically in my previous career in clinical research when I worked in quality oversight for our clinical trials. And, you know, but, but there's a reason for using this term. You want to get to the root of the issue, don't you? And in this instance, we're getting to the bottom of why you're inconsistent. So spend some time contemplating the ways that you try to avoid dealing with your problems. You know, I remember a therapist once told me that running from a problem only increases your distance from a solution. And shit, that really resonated and stuck with me. Running, running from a problem only increases your distance from a solution. And I've seen iterations of this statement from other therapists, I don't know if they teach this in psychology, I have no idea. I'm guessing yes. Um, but I've also seen it re- recently with other therapists that I follow in social media today. And this is something that my therapist told me years ago when I was a teenager. And it has stuck with me since. And and there's a reason. It really, it just struck a chord. You know, maybe, maybe you find that you're distracting yourself with social media doom scrolling, especially nowadays in, in modern era. We're so, we're so linked to everything technology, right? And so interwoven, especially on, on social media. But what's cool with social media is we can zone out and just mindlessly scroll, especially before bed. You know, I, I know too, all too often I do that and others that I work with do it. It's common. It's, it's a distraction. It's a coping mechanism, right? Um, maybe you find that you're drinking more alcohol or you're drinking alcohol, period. You know, maybe you're overworking. I see that quite often. I also have been guilty of that in current and past careers, do you find that you're blaming others for things? You know, generally speaking, you're trying to fill the void here with other things that aren't necessarily as productive. All right. You know, it kind of causes just the circular thing that's happening and it's, it's not doing you any favors. So spend some time contemplating the ways that you may be trying to avoid dealing with your problems that are at hand, but also some of the most common reasons for being inconsistent and not necessarily showing up besides the ones that I've already mentioned in terms of avoidance and things like that can include things like your stress is through the roof. This is a common theme I see, but especially right now it's holidays and you know, they're 
for some of you, not for everyone, but it is the holiday season. And that can cause some stress and pressure with it, including, you know, financial strain, relationship woes, family issues, because you're spending more time with family. You know, even with work, considering end of year work deadlines and quarter, you know, the fourth quarter results, they're extremely demanding, especially if you are employed, self-employed, or also if you're employed by a publicly traded company. You know, there are some expectations for financial uh, performance indicators, and that can be stressful, all right? Stress can also bring some issues to the next things that I'm going to mention. It can include things like you're not getting ample sleep, all right? Who the hell wants to work out when they're tired? (laughs) You know, no one. I, I know I don't, even though I know that working out will give me so much more benefit and will probably help me sleep better that night. It's very difficult to show up when you're really tired, all right? But then you're probably not getting ample sleep because you're stressed or something else. Or you may be eating like crap. You know, if you're eating like crap, you may be feeling like crap. If you're stressed, you're likely also eating like crap. You know, not always, but it happens because, you know, let's be honest, food is an easy coping mechanism. It is right there. It's always present in your house, generally speaking, if you are very fortunate and it's easy to grab those snack foods. All right. You know, even if you have like the fruit laying on the counter, it's so easy to grab the bag of chips. It's so easy to grab just those snacky, fatty, tasty foods. Right. And they are a coping mechanism. Sure. You can use food as a a coping mechanism. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but you know, it's, it's nice to have other coping mechanisms in place that you can rely on and lean on and not so much depend on feeding and and snacking and stress eating or whatever. All right. Stress gobbling, whatever you want to call it. So again, if you're eating like to go along with this whole circular, circular theme here, if, if you're eating like crap, then that's probably making you sleep like crap and it's making you even more stressed. And then the cycle continues. So you keep just feeling bad and it's not doing yourself any favors. All right. Another thing that could be happening is, Hey, you were sick recently. You know, it's, it's, it's the flu and COVID RSV season. And now we've got norovirus in the mix and all of this stuff. And it's tough to feel back to normal after illness. You know, we push too hard too soon. It can therefore make workouts feel like hell, which doesn't necessarily support the idea of coming back to the workouts. Okay. So again, it's a circular problem. You see, see how everything just kind of re-evolves and goes back to the start. And then you go through it all over again. All right. It's like you're on the spin cycle on repeat, unfortunately. Um, one of the last points I want to make here, you know, with underlying causes and things like that is that something underneath it all is eating at you emotionally, maybe even physically. This may require some intervention with a mental health professional to explore safely. And in a, you know, it's just a safe environment. Okay, so do that, explore it if you need to, but be willing to go deeper and explore this because you need to uncover the root here. Again, going back to the whole idea of root cause analysis, and sometimes that may bring up some trauma for some folks, and yes, it's dirty, might even feel a little icky, it may feel awful, but friend, it is worth exploring. This is you, this is who you are. This is your mental health and overall well-being. Please, please, friend, be willing to explore it with a professional and get to the bottom of it so you can rise above. You're so very worth it, okay? 
please. Um, if I can find these links too, I will add them into the show notes, but they're links for more affordable sliding scale, uh, mental health care. So take care of yourself. All right. But lastly, underneath all of this, you're expecting too damn much. All right. This is a valid reason for being inconsistent is you're expecting too much. Maybe you're expecting perfection or immediate results, or you're expecting things to feel amazing at every single training session and every single biking ride. And this is just not reality. You're not an Amazon package with next day delivery. Okay. Or even same day delivery. Hell no, it's not going to happen like that. All right. This is the long game. And I see this a lot in especially perfectionists or recovering perfectionists like me. Perfection is the thief of joy, as they say, right? And and we often let the idea of perfection rob us the of the idea of good enough. Instead of aiming for 100% perfect at anything, including your workout or bike ride or whatever, aim for better, right? Or just aim for doing it, you know, and... Sometimes you may be aiming for perfection and will opt to not even get a bike ride or workout in because it's not the whole routine or it's just a short bike ride. And that's ridiculous because even just one to 2% better adds up over time. And that, that is what brings you to greater consistency and progress overall. All right. So dial in your expectations to keep them in tune with reality. You know, don't, don't aim for perfection but aim for the idea that good enough is better than nothing or, or better than aiming for perfection and missing the mark altogether, right? So try to reach for the smallest action that day. Maybe even today, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just 10 minutes of core strength work. I don't know, you know, just alternate between like a, an elbow plank, side plank on each side for 30 seconds and some bicycle crunches and regular sit-ups, you know, do that on rotation, get in like three rounds. It'll take you like 10 minutes tops. Or maybe, you know, just hop on the indoor bike for 10 minutes. Or if you have access to a gym or a treadmill or elliptical or whatever, just get in some movement. You know, whatever it is, something is often better than nothing, of course, unless you're not feeling well or you're injured or whatever. And it helps you build that habit over time by having you keep showing up. All right, so so start to just get in the practice and habit of just showing up, even if it's just for five minutes. I always have the five-minute rule for myself and my clients. I always ask them and ask myself, you know, hey, let me get in my workout clothes. Let me get my workout shoes on. Let me get my kid on if I'm going for a bike ride or an indoor trainer ride. Great. Let me just plug in my trainer first. Let me start there, all right? And let me get Zwift and everything set up in my, my little, you know, police drama set up on the second, the second laptop. That sounds so bougie, but you know, let me at least get this stuff set up and turned on and let's just freaking do it. Like, let me just show up for five minutes and just see how it is, you know? And in fact, I even had to stop after five minutes this past week. Cause I had, I ate something a little weird. All right. Literally a little fishy and it had my stomach not feeling so great for a couple of days. Okay. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to do zone two. <laughs> like I didn't even want to do zone two on my, on my trainer, which is like the easiest thing that you could do. And I had on my calendar, unfortunately I had to tell my coach like, Hey, I had to postpone it. Like no one wants the poopies on a trainer. Right. So, you know, 
but I tried it for five minutes and then I just deleted the workout. Like that full on, like I had no energy. I was not feeling good. I wasn't eating as much as I normally do. And you know, I just kind of had to call it. I had to, I had to call an audible, but give yourself five minutes, do the five minute rule, change into some clothes or don't even change into clothes to close if you can. I've been known to hop on my indoor trainer after a full day of working out or working rather. And I'm literally just wearing my workout clothes, like my, you know, Lululemon tights and, you know, capris or whatever and tank top. Like that's it. I'm not even wearing any chamois or anything. I have my thong on for crying out loud. Like the most uncomfortable thing to bike in kind of. And I'm I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to spend an hour on the bike. It's fine. You know, or it's just going to be zone two or something. It's going to be easy. Just do it. Like seriously, pick the least resistance in order for you to get it done. But give yourself five minutes, you know, get warmed up, just get moving and then check in. Like, hey, if you want to keep going, great, then keep going. Nine times out of 10, chances are you're going to want to keep going. All right. Now, hopefully some of this really resonated for you. Okay. But that's all I have for you, friend. You know, if if this was helpful, please do share it and make sure that you subscribe and rate it because literally every little bit helps me grow this. I will catch you next week. And speaking of next week, I have an interview with an amazing mountain bike coach just for you. And I can't wait for you to listen. In fact, in fact, I have a couple of really awesome people I'm interviewing these next few weeks over the holidays, and I am just busting at the seams with so much damn happiness. So on that note, I'm going to see you next week. And I hope you have a beautiful day today, fam. Just show up, give it five minutes, see how you feel. All right. High fives. Bye.